0: Bloody Horrors Soccer Show. <laughs> We've got with us uh, as usual now James Nips and Taddies Cormac. Nips and <laughs> it's, it's Neeps and Nips, Taddies. Neeps and Taddies okay. Cormac. I'm still learning. And then that voice, that lovely melodious voice, That's is right. Chris. I once punched a Bobby <laughs> swales. And thank you. Thank you. And so, I'm uh too young to know better than to insult old European hooligans, Jordan Cult, your host. We are, um, as usual, a, a bloody shambles. Maybe more so. Maybe it's a bloodier shambles uh, this, this week, this month, than normal. Uh, there are a lot of downcast faces, uh, particularly three, in our case, around the table. And even more online and uh, elsewhere in the community that we've talked with this week. So let's just get right to it. Recent results have been well. I guess we don't have to censor ourselves, do they? I mean, it is shit, fuckery, absolute fuckery, dire. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, depressing. Quite, I think I
1: think that's the thing.
0: That's 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 really really gets down to it. Like beyond frustrating, beyond anything like that, just like struggling with apathy is where I'm at, and it seems like that's where a lot of the players are at.
1: Yeah, I, I think. I think for me is that, I mean, let, let's face it, we, we've had, you know, whatever season we're on now, number four, that the first season was pretty dire, but we sort of... You know, attended with eternal hope. Yeah, that it's the inaugural that's season. That's right. You know, it was you, the you first have to have come to season. With that hope, we'd hired a coach that'd been a goalie for Luton Town. Those of us that knew Luton Town knew that wasn't going to end um, end well. But uh, <laughs> but the reality was that we did at least, when you were watching the team, you could see that every now and again there were sparks <clears throat> of enthusiasm that something eventually was going to happen. And I think because it was new, yeah. we all. attended. there was that anticipation there was the fact of wanting to be there for the first win you know against minnesota united and stuff like that i think what sort of happened now what's transpired now is not only are the games just so depressing because it just doesn't look like we're ever going to score it's it's not a question of when it's become a question of if Hmm. and and there just isn't and then at one time when you would look at the players and you would look out there on the field and you would see that if nothing else they would determine to do something score you know drag a tie out of the depths or something like that it now just looks like a bunch of 11 demoralized men You know, unhappy with each other, unhappy with the situation, and just bogged down in the center of the field with nothing, ha- you know, happening. It looks right. like we're trying to hold on to a tie minute two of the game. It's
0: not good. And it's gotten even worse than that, right? And we just had our first home loss in, how many is it? How many was it? A twenty lot. twenty 27 games.
2: No, yeah. oh, it was like 21 yeah, I, oh, okay. I
1: would say twenty some games. <clears throat> yeah. A lot I, of games. I think this
2: would have been our twenty six. Twenty six. Not, not entirely man. sure.
1: But, but I, I couldn't have seen. That was a
2: good run.
0: But yeah, I mean, like you're saying, like it, it, it has gone from disconcerting, perhaps, to to much worse than that. I mean, we've been saying for for a month and a half, for two months now, like, all right, you know, let's let's play this out. Yeah, it's rough. Yeah, there's injuries. Yeah, there's uh, is, is that. Still where you guys are? I mean, James, I remember you saying, like, you know, I think three episodes ago, we shouldn't be worried yet.
2: I, <laughs>
1: you did say that. I've been, <laughs> I remember
2: that. I've been the eternal optimist so far. I wouldn't say I've swung completely the other way, but I'm kind of in a confused state right now. So um, there's a lot to blame on how things have gone for the whole year since the beginning of the season, we know we've got injuries and all this. You know, There's a lot of things that we can apportion blame to, but even with the players we have, when you see a complete seemingly lack of interest Mm, in games, that there's something underlying that we don't know about. Something's going on, whether it's psychological or not, I don't know. Um, But in the last game on Saturday night, I took photos the whole way through the game and looked at these players through the lens the whole way through the game. And there was a lot going on. There was a lot of dejection. There was a lot of arguing. There was a lot of glaring at each other. Something's not right.
1: Yeah. Wow. Well, I mean, to be successful in any sport, any team sport, you have to be willing to play for each other. And I think that we've got into a situation where players... And it was a little bit that way the first season. You had a lot of individuals out there and people weren't playing as a team. We got away from that. Things got better. And this year, it has got steadily worse. And so it becomes apparent that nobody is on the same page, that everybody's trying to do their thing. So what happens is when you watch the team, to me... You're not seeing, apart from maybe a couple of the players, glaring errors. Mm. You're just not seeing anybody stepping up yeah, on no, anybody no else's behalf. Drive so, so when Braun team. gets the ball, Braun's intent on scoring and that's it. He's not looking around him. He's not looking to pass the ball. He's not looking for somebody in a better position. So when we've had Zayed playing, and we didn't have Zayed on Saturday, but when you have other people playing, you have to be just as happy to make the obvious pass to the guy Mm -hmm. to your left or right that gives that person the goal instead of just blindly, blinkedly driving towards the goal when the chance that you have is not the best chance. So we're taking shots from stupid positions where we're failing to see players that are obviously there and in a good spot and we're just not for that reason creating any chances because every player that goes forward with the ball is the same player that loses the ball. And that's where it all falls apart. And so on Saturday, it wasn't as if you think, oh, well, if that had gone in... or I think we had one clear chance. And that went to Braun. And it needed him to have the close ball play he doesn't have. But to my way of thinking... Why on earth you would ever think to play a team with one forward against the league-leading team is just insanity. What are you trying to do? Mm. You're not going to beat them with one forward, especially when he's your leading goal scorer, one of the leading goal scorers. So what do you do? You stick two players on him, occasionally three, end of threat, end of the attack. And that's what it was. Everything fell apart way before it ever got to Brawn. And when it got to Brawn, he was smothered. We couldn't get a ball to the byline. We couldn't get a decent cross. We were hurling it here, there, and everywhere. And it it was just ridiculous. And I think... For that reason, whereas in the past, for me personally, I've looked at things and I'm thinking, well, if that player had done better, if that player had come on, if we'd have brought this up, there wasn't any point in that game where I thought there was any one thing or several things that you could change to improve it. My answer was get rid of the lot of them and pick some people out of the crowd. (laughs) Because, you know, realistically, we had as good a chance with the people in the crowd as we uh, did with them. Move
2: Michigan Bucks to Indianapolis. uh, Or whatever. <laughs>
1: that's it i mean that's the thing
0: and so we're having problems on the field we're having problems uh probably off the field you know we're thinking in the locker room but let's think even even not just off the field behind the scenes but what about off the field in the stands you know what about attendance these last i mean it, the, I, sat- I, that kind of scared me saturday i mean honestly how sparsely attended that that was i
1: I think it's, it's difficult to know with attendance because I, I'm not aware of, you know, how many tickets are sold versus how many people attend the games. I'm sure there are people that don't show up because the weather's going to be bad. That's disappointing. I've always been disappointed in what I would term fair weather support. Support for a team when they're good, you know, as anybody oh, knows. Yeah, I'm yeah, a absolutely. Leeds fan, then, so I've used to... And then sport. dropping, you know, dropping
0: yeah. the ball kind of when uh, when things go go, go tough. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I, that's, I think you're exactly right. I mean, that's, that's what concerned me. You know, yeah. it, it looks like that's the response is people are not showing up because uh, things aren't going so well.
1: Uh, and we need the, We need people to. Uh, I mean, people in the brickyard are going to show up. They're fans, fanatics, people that will show up no matter what you dress monkeys and they'll show up to watch them play, mm. sadly. Um, but they'll still show up. It's the people. It's the casual people that will be drawn by success. I think it's a dangerous corner to back yourselves into to think that success is the only way that you achieve fandom you achieve fandom by making the team important making supporting it important to the city to the pride of the city and all the rest of it and that includes and i know i'm kind of old hat because i read a newspaper but there was an article in the in the paper what day is it i've got it right here literally brought the paper so I bought the paper, because I actually have one delivered. Uh, and I live in Kokomo, just outside. So Saturday, the 20th of May, and there's an article called What's Wrong with Indy 11? Well, it's an excellent article. It's well-written, it's well-read, and it's absolutely on point. Is that the by tru- buddy uh, Ken? Uh, Who's who it by? It <laughs> it's, well, it says, yeah, Kevin Johnston. I, okay, I don't know the guy. T- I Calvin have King. no issue. <laughs> well, I have no issue with you writing an article. I'm glad to see an article in the paper. My my the sad part about it is is the only time we ever get in the in the paper is for things like this. We Indy Eleven should be in the Indianapolis paper, whether or not lots of people read it. It should be there every other day well and so and you're talking about
0: you know community engagement and and branding and things yes. like this and it seemed like we had a really strong start to all of that as a club right yeah i mean definitely. years ago right I, I certainly yes. i think a lot of people felt you know that way um but a big part of that probably was that uh we we had peter wilt <laughs> i guess
2: i mean that was my feeling a lot i, th- changed. I think it's <clears throat> a lot a lot more i think it's a- the front office in general. Yeah, there were
0: more names, Tom Dunmore. Yeah, 2014
2: to 2015, there was a lot more community engagement, a lot more events, a lot more players out in the public doing stuff with people to build the brick house events. And I actually mentioned that to the front office after 2014, Mm. sometime in 2015, that maybe we should bring that kind of stuff back. Mm. You know, I think it was sometime after we didn't sell out for the first time you know, and I noticed last year in twenty sixteen, even though we had a more successful team, as the year went on, there still was a decline in attendance in game, with the yeah. most successful team we've ever had, yeah. and that seems to have ramped up since the start of this season. I'm I'm not so sure it's um. I'm not so sure it's just the results. Mm-hmm. I think it's a lack of engagement with the community, uh, mm-hmm. kind of a a rolling back on promotion. We're not doing as much publicly as we used to do uh and you're seeing the effects I, I was told by someone that we actually had 280 more people at this game than we did against edmonton but it didn't look wow, like it didn't feel, yeah. that to me but someone rightly pointed out on reddit that human beings are really bad at gauging crowd numbers by staring at them so that's true i uh,
1: yeah that's uh, yeah. true and i and i question sometimes as to whether they could have ev-
2: all been behind the stand but i also I, I didn't see them
1: but i also question whether every ticket is scanned that comes through that gate Mm. I'm not sure. I've seen them and they go, oh, yes, and I'm not sure. It doesn't matter. It's a moot point. But I I don't know that it's always an absolutely true reflection of how many people are in there. But I think it's not only about the indie 11 going out and making noise in the community and generating some interest. There has to be a response back from things like newspapers and television. For better or for worse, and I'm not anti the Colts, but I don't need to know about, you know, a wide receiver spectacular bowel movement on a Thursday. <laughs> I really don't in the middle of June. Yeah. I can guarantee that every day I pick up the Indianapolis Star, there is... Oodles of information, <clears throat> meaningless information about the Colts. I get it. They're a top level team. They're a big money enterprise and they bring lots of money into the community. However they're already established. We don't need Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday minutiae about the Colts. We get it. We understand. They have a lot of players. Most of the players, most people wouldn't even begin to tell you what their names were. The way you generate interest about a team is getting people to know the players. And if you want to be interested in soccer, and there are plenty of people in this town that are, then you start generating that interest by talking about players, by getting people to know names, where they came from, what teams they played for, the level that we're at. And then on top of that, you employ people at the Indianapolis Star who know the first damn thing about soccer. That's the second thing. Yeah. that haven't just watched some MLS games on TV or uh, claim to be a Manchester United fan because they bought a scarf. And I just,
0: I don't know if the chicken be- comes before the egg or what in this situation, you know? Well, because it's it's got to be partly... A response to the results that we have had. And a lot of the results that, like a paper like The Star is looking at, as far as the team goes, isn't just score lines, but it's stuff like the stadium bid yeah. and how that goes. Well, well And it, that colors it, yeah, the it,
1: perception of, well, is this really worth covering and all of that. But, but the, I mean, you only make it worth covering by starting off and, and making a commitment. It, it's the same with sportscasters on television. The reason that soccer is not effectively Covered in this town is because the people that do the sports on the television haven't got a freaking clue. They have no idea. And they're too embarrassed to admit that they have no idea. The TV station won't employ anybody that does have an idea. You know, they could have us three stand. I was going to say maybe we we'll get we'll
0: get you yeah, on there. Chris. Well, maybe so. Maybe but at least
1: have somebody You'll that's have watched Have to tone the game. down the language,
0: though. Maybe
1: think, so. I'm, I'm. I can be but, very polite uh, in English. But the fact <laughs> is, is that they have to be passionate about it too when they're reporting on it. None of these crappy comments. Oh, tough loss for the Indy Eleven. Well, why was it a tough loss for the Indy Eleven? We yeah. want some meat. All right, what well, let's go there then, because we probably okay.
0: <laughs> Chris throws his arms <laughs> up in the air and backs away. Uh, it's uh, no, it's, it's, it's true to it say is, that
2: yeah. the the Indy Star is more likely to give more words and more more word count and more oh, paragraphs absolutely. to Indy to Indy Eleven when something is wrong. Goes bad, yeah. Uh, or there's a chance to shine them in a bad light. I don't know if they're doing that on purpose. And, uh, and that's nothing against uh, Kevin Johnson Is a good writer. Oh, good. Normally when something, I haven't read this article, by the way, but normally when something kind of down has to be said about the team, it's a different writer that does it. So, mm, mm-hmm. um, Kevin Johnson no, pretty passionate in, in his writing about the, the team.
0: And I think also well, if we can't if we can't fix sorry Chris if we can't fix what's the perception in the community right now how about on-field play I mean right I mean let's just move move right on into that what is
1: what is wrong
0: <laughs> what's gone so wrong
1: Well oh, for, oh, oh, first oh, of all ah, We became a one-trick pony. (laughs) We became a one-trick pony. Yeah. We were a team that... In terms of scoring... In terms of how we played, in terms of the the style in which we played, there's nothing wrong with that if you've built a dynasty of one-trick pony style playing. So if you're going to play that for 20 years, people know you as a team are going to play in a certain way. But we did it successfully for a year so you know we're not there yet and so this year we try and recreate the same one trick pony style of playing without the same level of quality players
0: that is definitely yeah yeah and uh joe woods and several other people on uh the brickyard battalion uh face group facebook group page they uh they responded to our call for questions and a lot of people had this sort of thing on mind, like what has changed, you know? And they were asking us just, you know, what are we seeing? Joe in in particular, um, just to hone in on his question uh, for a moment, Joe Woods was saying, um, you know, a a consistent offensive attack, it isn't forming and and Justin Braun is hardly touching the ball like you were talking about before, Chris, he's on an island. And uh, besides injury, in our opinion, Joe's asking, are there any other lurking issues that are factoring into a growing lack of chemistry? You know, what is, I mean, coach-player relationships, complacency, conditioning, uh, budget cuts. You know, you Chris, as you said, uh, we, we don't seem to have the same total quality, perhaps, throughout the entire roster. Um, yeah, and, I, and in particular, Zach Kramer uh, on the Brickyard uh, Battalion page. Zach Kramer asked... Uh, you know, we we haven't won a match since uh, Tim Reagan left his post as assistant manager. So is is that anything to do, you know, with the current with the current slump, as Zach put it?
1: I mean, I think it it might be, but it's it's difficult for us as fans and observers to know quite the effect that a coach leaving has on players. Yeah. Um, I yeah. mean. You know, sometimes a coach leaves, and, and all of a sudden players suddenly just you know burst out like a flower in bloom and start sure. being amazing. So I don't know that we can really. I mean, obviously, maybe it does have some effect because we haven't scored and we haven't played as well. So he may be absolutely right. The loss of that one assistant may make all the difference. But
0: uh, well, I'm I'm concerned. It is a so many of those factors. All kind of coalescing, you know. I mean, I, yeah. I, I can't imagine that Tim Reagan doesn't have an effect. You Tim know, I'm sure Tim, he does.
2: I mean, he is a big deal. Yeah. I mean, I, I sure know that has quite a lot about the history of Tim at the team. Um, when Jürgen Sommer was there and Tim Reagan was assistant to Jürgen Sommer, it was common knowledge amongst quite a few people that um, the players respected Tim more than they, ex- mm. they ex- respected Juergen. Yeah. Uh, Tim had more of a hold on the players. He, he's younger. He's a bit closer to their age. He likes a good laugh. He's mm-hmm. funny. Uh, he's also a very good scout and a very good coach. Mm-hmm. So he he gels with the players better. And when Hankinson came in and I'd heard that we were getting a new coach, I said back then that the biggest signing that we can make first is Tim Reagan. Mm-hmm. And he really needs to stay because um, you need that kind of bond, you, you know, Hankinson's I'm sure Hankinson's fine, but he's a stodgy old guy. You know what I mean? He's he's a typical old school coach. Okay, we've it, lost it, him it, as a it, listener. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but but then you have you know, you have Tim Reagan in there as a balance who's mm-hmm. younger, closer to the players, mm-hmm. has more fun. You know I, I think it I don't think it's causing uh what's happening on the field. You know, it may just be coincidental, but I don't think it helps. Yeah. No. You know, this new assistant coach comes in. Can anyone here name him? No. No, I have no clue who the guy is. Right. I, I'm not being a, trying to be offensive no. to the guy or anything, no, no, but yeah. it's like there was no pomp or circumstance in right. this guy coming in. Absolutely nobody knows who not. he is. I think he was with Chicago Fire at one time or another. Mm-hmm. But, you know, everybody, a lot of the people in the supporters group that have been there from the start know Tim, they're friends with Tim. Mm-hmm. You know, he he's mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people are fans of Tim mm-hmm. Reagan. Um, and you know, there could be something in that, you know, the guys that have been there for a long time, especially Brad Rang, Don Smart, players like that have a good relationship with Mm. him and now he's gone. But I I think it goes back further. You know, we've lost Peter Wilt, we've lost John Coluto, we've lost Tom Dunmore, we've lost Tim Reagan. Everything's changing. It's nothing like it was in 2014. And quickly. Yeah. Uh, And I just think it's nowhere near as good. Mm. Uh, Obviously the play was better in 2016 but as an organization i think we're slowly going backwards yeah that's just my opinion
1: but but i think i think it has to be said that when it comes to soccer the the coach picks the team yes and he makes alterations to the team during the game but in reality it has to be the players cuz soccer is a fluid game i mean i'm stating the obvious here i know but It's a fluid game, and you have to have players that are able to adapt without being told what to do. It's not a practice play. We don't have a playbook like they do in football. In soccer, it's you send guys out, you pick the team, you put them in positions, you give them an idea of what we're trying to achieve. Obviously, we're trying to score, we're trying to stop them scoring. You need to do this, you need to do that. But past that point, once you're on the field as a soccer player, it's pretty much you're on your own. You're not listening. I mean, James. I'm sure you played soccer, even though it was in Scotland. But <laughs> but uh, I played soccer. Once once you get on the field, a lot of what you've been told you forget because the game changes. Yeah,
0: no, I, I understand that. But what about just the intangible of you have that person in this family, so to speak, for that amount of time, and you know he's a part of your organization. He's a part of your team. You yeah, know?
1: I mean, and yeah. then
0: and then suddenly he's not.
1: Yeah, I mean that that can affect you. I mean it affects your 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 attitudes and your temp you know, things That's that. That's what go I mean. Like psychologically. Yeah, yes, like it's not as yeah, if they're going on the
0: field that. and they just like right. I don't remember what to do anymore because I don't have, you know, Coach Reagan tell me right. or something like that. But but yeah, that that psychological
1: Yeah, you know, I, I I would I would agree with that, Jordan. But I, I think the other thing is 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 where the uh, another part of the problem is is when you lose assistant coaches, we've also lost depth of talent. Mm-hmm. And I think mm-hmm. that makes a difference. Yes. What, what happens is that when you, like the last home game... It wasn't that you could bring anybody on that field and think, oh gosh, they're here. You know, thus you know, our saviour has arrived in cleats. It doesn't happen. Nobody's coming on that makes any difference. You could change players out, and I don't think half the most of the crowd would even notice because it doesn't alter what's going on. So I think As a club, they have to make, I mean, one of the phrases that gets used and Leeds used to use it a lot, oh, it's a rebuilding year, which was basically a means like we're paying like crap, but we've got a lot of young guys (laughs) and it'll be better next year or the year after or the year after, but at least there's some hope. But it doesn't feel like that, does it? No, it it doesn't feel like that. And and, and if if I felt that we had young guys that were coming on for 10, 15 minutes at the end and you thought, oh, wow, this guy's going to be, when he's up for 90 minutes, he's going to be awesome, we don't have anybody (laughs) like that like that. And 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 what bothers me is I don't know whether we're finding people like that. Clearly the team we played in Michigan whatever the name was I forget the, the Michigan Bucks. Clearly they have some people that are worthy of being considered. And that's the key. We 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 can withstand a lousy year if there are n- if there is new blood coming into the team players that you think you can develop make your own and that will stamp their mark on this team this league and maybe move right. further i don't know you well, we don't, know i don't well, see you've them
0: we've talked about i mean both of you have brought this up all three of us have brought this up i mean just the 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 sense of how things have changed rapidly and are going in a Downward direction, um, like pretty decidedly, you know, it feels that way. We just we have a, a lack of front office engagement, you know, we've multiple uh, situations and some we haven't brought up yet. But uh, and then and then with like player budget, you know, you, you kind of look at the uh, the signings and the direction that was taken, and you think, yeah, probably behind the scenes, you know, a bit of a different and less player budget mm-hmm. than we had the year before. All of those things, Mike what concerns me the most is that like on a fundamental level if you as an organization uh, as an individual in a relationship i mean this this analogy goes all over the place in life if you have stopped planning for the future yes then on a fundamental level <clears throat> you've kind of given up on a future right and i'm i'm just starting to get a little worried that
1: that is the mentality at play yeah. right now i i'm i'm going to you know, as best I, as quickly, being a huge Leeds fan, the, the heyday of Leeds United was under Don Revy or Don Reevey. Yeah. They were phenomenal. They were an amazing team. They were like a machine. They call them the Leeds machine. Yeah. And they were unbelievable to watch. I never, even at the age I was and I wasn't that old, liked Don Revy, not because he couldn't put out a good team. He didn't build He didn't have anybody behind them. So the minute those players got old lead united fell apart Mm. literally fell plummeted and became mediocre quickly and then dropped Mm -hmm. right down and and that is a lesson to be learned and i think the lesson that the indy 11 has to learn is that one season of successful play Mm. does not a dynasty make right right, right. and they got complacent they looked at that and said you know what we can afford to lose a couple of high dollar players but if we fit in some people in this part and this part we've created Today sucks. no you haven't well where does hankinson
0: factor into this because i have to think that hankinson knows better than that you know you you look at hankinson you hear him talking you're thinking this guy yeah he's got his head on his shoulders and he's going to steer him in the right direction through this they had a moderate amount of success last season he's not going to let that get in the way of more success you know in the next season obviously it's not all on him we're talking you know big picture things like the front office and budget and things like that but just with the players you know themselves I and mean, james you were saying to me before we you know turn the mics on so to speak you're you're looking at the faces of these guys you know and we all are you yeah. know as we're watching the matches recently and it just it looks different
2: yeah uh- the, the one thing I learned about Hankerson last year from from everything I've heard about uh, him is he keeps a long list, like, books of players that he's been watching for years. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. He identifies players. Sometimes years before he signed him, like Eamon Zayed, mm-hmm. he tried to get Eamon Zayed, like, a couple of years. When he was at San Antonio, so it was two, three years before coming here, he he, he already knew who Eamon Zayed was. Hankerson knows a lot of players. All the players that we brought in, this yeah. season, I don't believe that they were in his well, books. His,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. No,
2: Ben Spees maybe.
0: Yeah,
2: ben, you know, uh, of all the players we brought in so far in this, you know, I, I think Tanner Thompson and, and David Gold, Goldsmith have the potential oh, to sure, be good sure. players. Sure. It, like Dylan Mears w- was a young player in the first year; he wasn't oh, the greatest yeah, no, player in the he first didn't year. Show this second yeah, year, he, he was a really, really mm-hmm. good player. So you can't expect too much from from the Tanners and the David Goldsmiths, but Ben Spees is probably the only. Good-looking player, the, you know, the good look that we brought in, I would say.
1: Yeah, I mean, I, I think what surprises me in some ways is I understand that you, you're going to lose players because they become too expensive and, and you, you can't hold players back. I mean, they've got to earn a living, and I get it, much as we were giving De La Maze a hard time against Miami. Um, some of us were um that's just soccer so that's what you do players that used to play for you you don't just all applaud and say oh welcome back no it don't (laughs) work that way give them hell um call them every name under the sun get under their skin you know them better than the other players on that team but but the reality is 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 that to me you go looking for players that you can get on loan You go find, go talk to MLS teams, find out whose players need to get some game time, need to get. So you fill the spaces that you've created, not just with young players, but also a few seasoned veterans. And then you kind of use them as a crutch, for want of a better word, until your younger players get game hardened and and used to the style of play and used to the level of play and become stars in themselves and i just think for whatever reason and i think that's probably not hankerson's problem i think that's more an issue about spending some money or that's more an issue about office people or, or the front office right. people going, making phone calls, making phone calls to the fire, to the Galaxy or to whatever. Because you know full well that there are players from other leagues in Europe that aren't playing now. There are guys in, in lower levels of English soccer and Scottish soccer right. who could absolutely make a big impact on our team. who As are now, have done before. As have I mean, done it's, before. It's, but they can do it and they'd be more than thrilled to come and play in america but i think you're right months. i mean that's that's not that's not on hankinson
0: obviously no. anybody can tell that you know i mean it, i have the, <laughs> and it's not rocky i have this weird like oh yeah no i i i it's not and and that's that's what worries me the most like it's not as if we're trying to like break some code of what's happening it seems apparent what's happening all around you just you see these different telltale signs in all of these areas and you mentioned i mean with just the front office not not investing that I mean, whether capital or time or energy or, or what, you know, just kind of that attitude. I, and there's just not that many familiar faces anymore. Uh, you know, as James, as you were saying before, and so many people have moved on so quickly just in the succession of, of two years, and and they haven't even really been replaced. And, and and some of them have, and that's, you know, not at all a slight to the replacements that have come in and are working hard to do their job. But if you think about, you know, a guy like like Peter Wilt, I mean they went out and they they kind of went in the direction of of business savvy but you didn't have anything from the president with of in terms of like community engagement you know and 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 building the fan base and and being there and, and that sort of thing and oh this is this is like awful but <laughs> I mean, I've got this weird scenario in my mind where it's just like slowly here as as we yeah. continue <clears throat> there, there's there's fewer and fewer people left and and then it just gets down to Tim Hankinson holding holding this this little shell of, of the club and he, he walks in and I have to apologize for this way in advance, but it it's like Timothy, sit down, Timothy. <laughs> listen, listen to me, Timothy. I'm going to I'm going to build you that stadium, Timothy, and I'm going to make the USL pay for it. Well but president uh, Belskis I, I I really like a roster just that I can field week in and week Timothy listen to me all that I want from you is your undivided loyalty it's all that I want is that such a huge thing to ask Timothy and 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 I'm starting to feel really really guilty and scared actually because I <laughs> I I don't have like bad, bad feelings against Belskis or anything. I don't know why this is what's played in my mind. Um, but, but seriously, like yeah. what, what if this all I'm worried that the front office is kind of dropping the ball on Hankinson, but people are going to end up being mad with Hankinson.
1: Yeah, I, I think that's part of it, but I also, and this goes back to the attendance thing, and, and, and I'm going to flip it completely on its head now, because it, it's not about, as a, as a soccer fan, and, and hopefully this team lasts forever, and, and anybody that's supported teams in promotion, relegation-type systems, and that's for another day, is understands that to be a true fan of a club, you stick with them through thick and thin. You go up when they're up and you stick with them when they're down and I think as a city as fans that we have to attend we have to show up we have to make noise and we have to demand better product from them it's no good sitting at home and saying well if they give it as a better team if they bring in one superstar you know if we get Beckham for another whatever forget it, it even if they're crap and they lose every week, we should fill the stands. Well,
0: let's get, let's get right into that. Them. Let's get right into that because uh, Joe Woods, another um, question that uh, Joe Woods had for us on the Brickyard Battalion Facebook group was uh, specifically, what are your stances on supporters booing the players or club? I personally don't agree with it, but I'm interested to hear your takes. Oh so that I, was Joe that sounds, saying he Joe agree with it. just said that. We know Chris and I know
1: Joe. So, full disclosure but, we're, we're good friends.
0: But uh, s- seriously, like like let's go right there then because you're saying we we have to be the driving impetus for change. That's what I hear you saying. Yes. Okay? So, how do we go about that? Because there was there was some booing. Uh, at the end of the last match. That's what Joe's referring you to, I to think. You have to let the, the club know see.
2: how you feel, but in my opinion, when things are going wrong, it's disappointing. The games are bad. You shout at the top and not at the bottom.
0: Hmm.
2: Arsal's in charge of the club. Jeff Belskis is the president of the club. Hmm. If things are not going well, it's their job to take people into a room and say, look, things are not going well. They need to improve. Boo them. Don't boo the players. You know, the players are at the bottom, and they're not overpaid. This isn't the English Premier League very or true. La Liga. They're vastly underpaid, and they're trying to do their best. Things aren't going well. They're not all playing as a team. Whose fault is that? Is it the coach? Is it, is it ourselves? Is not putting enough pressure on the coach to make sure it gets better? I don't know, but no. I, I've always been of the opinion since I was very young, you never boo your players.
1: Yeah, but let, let, let's <laughs> unless I unless I you're just, a Leeds fan. I just I just like to point out to those that don't know, but James is actually a Celtic fan who have had unbelievable success. They do But we've no... had
2: some terrible times and oh, we've had a terrib- lot of booing.
1: Oh what, you got right down to like third or fourth place in the <laughs> Scottish <laughs> League? Come on, we James. We didn't win
2: a, t- a trophy I, for oh, nine years. Oh
1: didn't win a trophy. <laughs> <laughs> they get yes. Yeah, I mean yeah, you
2: know right. what that's like too, uh, so
1: yeah, okay. I fully understand it. This is when we get double that. If
2: if we're going there. Yeah, no, oh, now he's going to get harsh on me.
1: No, the reality is, is that, is that, Yes, you've, you've supported a team that has been in the past in your youth a very successful team. I think as long as we are paying to get in, this is my personal feeling, I am more than willing to boo people that I do not feel are putting in effort. I pay to watch players. I pay pay to watch them, not be do things I can't do, because of course they can do things I can do, can't do. But they're a professional. They're paid to perform. All I require of them is effort. That's all I require. I'm not going to expect them to do things they can't do. I'm going to expect them to do as well as they possibly can, to try as hard as they possibly can. <laughs> I understand that you... I fully agree that you boo at the top. And, and I was all for after Saturday's game... Uh, of the many things I was trying to instigate and got absolutely nowhere, was suggesting that we stand outside, as I have done at Ellen Road, and chanted outside the directors' box for the directors' heads, the chairman and the rest of it. And that,
2: the Italian guy, what's his name?
1: Yes, the yeah, that
2: guy. Chelina. Chilin- yes, Chilin- yes, <laughs> and Chilino? his head
1: too. But Chilin- I didn't live there then. So I mean, that is a tradition certainly in Europe, where if if you're going to protest your club, then you stand outside the offices yes. and you give them hell. But you're saying go further. You're You're saying
0: also the players are just milling about or... or most of the players are not putting in the effort and you're going to be. them I'm not as well. saying
1: that they're not putting in the effort. I think they, it's just a question of needing to understand that people are not happy with how things are going. and that. But you don't think that the players understand that? Well, people didn't boo the them in the... Just f- the in the stadium? I mean, I'm, I'm going to probably be strung up by the players at the next game, but but the reality of it is... That we <laughs> I'll, didn't I'll
0: defend you. Even if I disagree, thank you, thank I'll, I'll defend thank you. you from that. We,
1: <laughs> didn't, we didn't boo them the first year and they were horrible, but... But they tried. I think this last game, there were chants from the Brickyard, sections of it. I understand it probably wasn't popular, but there were sections of the Brickyard that were beginning to chant derogatory things about our own team. I see no issue with that. James, you, you're looking at me like you just want to burn through my eyeballs.
2: <laughs> but I, I disagree because what, what is the end achievement of doing that? It's intimidating. Okay, that's this is something you normally do to your opposition. So you're intimidating and they're making them actually either maybe fear you or dislike you or maybe not want to come over at the end of a game anymore. Do you want to mm. stop that? Because mm. you'll see that in very few clubs. True, true. Legionite ourselves. You won't see no, every single no. player coming along, no, all no, the fans. No, I agree. You know I agree. Mean? So do we want to intimidate them and no, make them feel don't. like assholes? Well, no. don't boo them then. No, okay. I, 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 well, no I'm saying you I'm, can if you want. I'm just saying no, I'm, it's I, my I, opinion that I'm, you should not boo these I'm def- players.
1: I'm defending, and, and here's the thing where I, I'm going to sort of argue for and against myself. They may get
2: beat thing. up by their wives when they get home for being soft <laughs> because they got booed. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and i'm I, you know and i'm not send us a, stories I'm of not, that if anybody's yes, listening yes, and yeah. you know any, any yes. players getting yes. attacked
2: any by players, their wife we want to hear you,
0: your you can, stories any
1: player who's been attacked by his wife please call us quietly yes we'll, we'll deal with it no my feeling is and that goes back to my thing about fandom the fact is no matter how diabolical this team becomes I will still attend. I'm a fan. Well and that's the thing it I like I, I hear
0: me. the just unmitigated passion I am coming passionate out. And, about it. And you it's you know that's like I love that about you and I hear that coming out in your answer of like no you give them all hell you give the front off you give the top down all the way down to the bottom you give them hell because of our passion. Yeah. I understand that. I see I I see where it's coming from but it, but like James said like To go back to the wives thing, your your wife or your husband, like, in a relationship of any kind, like you know, if they're, like, fucking things up. Like, what good is it going to be to, like, boo them while they're screwing up in front yeah. of you? How is that going to oh, help you're, you're right. your relationship feel, or help them so to do so better? I feel so guilty. I feel so bad.
1: And now it's two on one. <laughs> no, my point is this, and this is also going to sound harsh, but it's absolutely true. When you play for the Indie 11, I love you as a player with my very essence and being. But that love does not mean that I always like you as a player. If I think Mm -hmm. you've made an appalling pass, then I'm going to let you know. If I think your play and your effort is diabolically bad, I'm going to scream that at the top of my lungs. Because at the end of the day, I am a fan not of you, the player, but of the Indy 11 team. It doesn't matter. And that's why once you leave the Indy 11 team as a player, I hate. Hate you with my very oh. being. I know. takes too much to hate. My mother used to. I
0: mean, me. you have to admit, like his logic is consistent <laughs> as far as it goes. Like, but that's <laughs> how I feel. Players, club, club over, over players. It's club
1: over players. Yeah. It's club over everything. That's all that matters.
2: Hooligan. English man Uh, That's why they don't like traveling to Scotland for away games No they don't
1: (laughs) (laughs) I've been it's very scary but that's how I feel I don't say it's right it's how I am Yeah everybody's
2: different and and I don't give my opinion and say that my opinion should be everyone's opinion my unwritten rule for myself is that I will never boo one of my own players ever Mm. I don't care how I'm at even if it's Charlie Rugg Pedro Mendes, hmm. You know, I mean, we've had players... Who I that... liked. Which one? Charlie Rook. <laughs> 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 Got to check. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, there's players that have been put out of the team. I still yeah. wouldn't boo them. Well, you know, when we went up to Minnesota and yeah. Pedro Mendes was playing up there, we messed around with him when he was warming up and saying some things, and he laughed. <laughs> we didn't <laughs> stand there and boo him. You know. Like, mm. but, but
1: was the booing on Saturday? I mm. don't believe the booing was directed at individual players so much well, it, was, ne- that's it was the problem. a feeling you can, about you, you, that you performance. You can never tell
2: but as far as the players are concerned when they're on the field and they hear booing at the end of the game, they you, feel can be look, the, you can yeah, be looking up matter. at the sky, at it doesn't you. matter they're yeah. going to feel it, it's directed at them Individually,
0: yeah I, I they yeah, are. It's, I mean it's it's this me. is hard way wait. So I, what I, you're I, suggesting,
1: I James, is that we all just bring some large cushions <laughs> into the field and we all just lay there and <laughs> hug each other and say they're there.
2: No it's okay. I, I, I'm gonna I'm gonna suggest That we take those Boo Boo That indie 11 Are giving away And shove them down the oh, yeah. Of Ooh. the people That are booing Ooh. our team
1: Yes go on then uh, it, Does that bring up The next
2: part See if they still Make a noise No that really doesn't
0: that's, that's, that's no transition I, okay, I mean I sorry. thought We were gonna have One of those Like Rome You know Jim Rome moments Or something He's just like, like Gonna come
1: at you Well Across the table Oh <laughs> well, you don't even I've I'm got making two, two enemies, Europeans I know, here They don't even I'm know what, making, what I'm talking about I know I make enemies I I, I mean I, That's just the level. It is. I understand that everybody does not have the same feeling. But when I left the game on Saturday and the previous home game where we tied, I was so angry. I was so mad. I was insane. Did you
2: throw the phone down? Do you remember that? Do you remember the Steve Wright show? I was so angry. I threw the phone down. <laughs> Stop my
1: feet, had a real adult tantrum, but it's because it matters. Some of us us lead very sad lives. (laughs) This is very important to us. No,
0: I really do, and and I I genuinely, Chris, like even if I disagree, like I so admire the passion that you have, and I I, I admire it. I I get it, and so I just I don't know. I don't know. Here, here's my here's the best shot at a transition. All right, see, and and uh, one Adam Huber. Uh now he's he does uh the County River um, it's the County uh, River Valley co- podcast for Edmonton it's
2: comp- Oh, shit I forgot what? the name. It's of Company what? of the River Valley. Oh, okay. But Com- Company to... of the River Valley? Company of the River Valley. He's going to kill me. I think now. you texted it to me wrong there, James, uh, yeah. earlier, because I just I copied what oh, you Oh, sorry. It's Loyal Company of the River <laughs> Valley. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Is all, you... all is well. He's now. one
1: of our loyal Canadian listeners. That's yes. right. We don't have
2: that. He's like we've, one of uh, two. We've so... been on each other's <laughs> podcasts. So they do a podcast for FC Edmonton, and we've been on each other's podcasts. So there you go. In the past. Way to,
0: cl- way to clean that plug up there, James. So
2: we've been chatting over the last few days and. As you can imagine, he's going through a worse time than we are right now yeah. because Edmonton are rock bottom of yeah. the table. And his question to us, which is his opinion of his own team right now, is: Are we psychologically fragile? That's right. Right now, I know we've kind of covered this a little bit, but I mean, are we right now yeah. as a as a whole club and team? Are we psychologically fragile right now, Chris?
1: Uh, well, no, nope, clearly I'm we first, are. Chris, <laughs> too bad. <laughs> yeah,
2: sorry, no, Jordan. Let's get. Let's let playing. Jordan I'm playing. But
0: uh, I mean, they they uh, they literally they haven't signed many people, but they signed a sports psychologist named Rob Bell.
2: Oh yeah, I've seen him post. I didn't yeah. quite know who he was, but I've seen a lot yeah. of posts going up. Yeah,
0: that was like two, maybe maybe three weeks ago. So. I mean great that looks like a proactive step but they're probably also addressing something if they didn't if they didn't have that for these past
2: 4 years, 5 5 years. And maybe he's replaced Tim Reagan. maybe that's what Tim Reagan used to
0: be. <laughs> <laughs> well, it might be to do but with the But you know fact what that I that mean like they're addressing something there yes. is all I'm saying. Like if, Lack of if goals. they haven't had that for years and they've decreased their player budget going into this season but they found room to put him on the team. And and that's great. I'm not saying they shouldn't have. I'm just saying there's my shot at an answer to that question is yes. Yes. Okay Yes, they are. So they've got this guy, Rob Bell. I I watched a couple of his yeah. videos. I liked what he I liked it. I need to check that out. Then, yeah. I've
2: seen him post and I'm wondering, you know, why is this guy suddenly posting that? I did had no clue yeah, who he yeah. was, but <laughs> I need to check that out. But um yeah, I would agree that we are at this moment in time after the last game psychologically fragile from what i mentioned earlier at the beginning of the podcast just the glares mm-hmm. from the players and the the lack of conversation on the field heads down walking away from each mm-hmm. other um yeah it's yeah. not a, it's we're at an all time low for this year as far as confidence goes, I think. What well, well, do you think, Chris? I cut you off earlier. No, that's okay.
1: I think when you, I, I think I need cutting
2: off sometimes. Chris has had his whole forty minutes already. <laughs> we have
0: like individual time counters for the for each of the three of us, and it's just like he's
1: Chris had is just fifteen like,
2: minutes of fame three times. <laughs>
1: yeah, anybody that knows me, James knows. If you ask me to show up and give opinions, you're gonna get you hear
2: them. You're gonna hear my
1: opinions. If you okay, want.
2: next week's podcast is at the Kroger on eighty six. Street, we'll see you there. <laughs> <laughs> <I'm just kidding.
1: laughs> Thank you. So you. We have experience you. with
2: that in yeah. bloody shambles
0: of,
1: of giving incorrect locations uh, yeah. yes. so that
0: people <laughs> looking uh, at you. Brandon, I think.
1: I think when you go back to your point, though, I think when you don't score for several games. Yeah you know, when your leading scorer for the last four weeks has become an own goal, then then (laughs) you've clearly got some issues. And it's still one more
2: than Edmonton. That's (laughs) right.
1: And I I think when any team isn't scoring, then, you know, bring in everything from, you know, any witch doctors or you name it to get people into thinking about why they're not scoring because that's
2: the problem. We're, We're stuck. Where is Hunter Freeman on our scoring list? He must be, like, in a top five. <laughs> That's right.
1: Frightening. Oh. Frightening. But, uh, yeah. So I think that was a good question, but I think the answer is probably the same one yeah. as he, he gave to Edmonton. Same yeah. thing. Yes, we are. yes. Yes, yes we Suffering are. the same problems.
0: Well, our last question uh, from the Brickyard Battalion uh, Facebook group today, it, uh, it's from Ben Vogel. And he asks just very simply... Can anybody stop Miami? We've seen them twice now.
2: I mean... <laughs> I I think I what I said earlier, offline discussion um, between us earlier that Chris is not privy to, um, they look unstoppable, but they don't look unbeatable. That's mm-hmm. my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, especially in the 3-2 game. I'm not talking about the two dodgy goals that we scored. <laughs> but I would... You know, their defense didn't look like the greatest defense in the world to me. In, mm-hmm. the, in the game in Miami, what looks to have happened since that game is having watched us for 90 minutes yeah. in Miami, they got our number oh, real yeah. quick.
0: Real good. And oh,
2: Nesta's yeah. just yeah. pretty much said, just do the same mm-hmm. thing again, just don't let in any goals. Mm-hmm. And they did exactly that. Yeah. But, you know, they've they've played, uh, they beat New York 3-0 yeah. in New York. In New York. And then I lost think. 2-0 yeah. to New York in Miami. They've drawn twice with North Carolina, one-one. So it's, you know, they come to us with all the obvious problems that we have. The game that's upset me most recently is Michigan Bucks, which, to be honest, I don't, I don't really want to fucking talk about that game. (laughs) Um, The two Miami games, (laughs) I kind of expected. um, When we lost three-two before the Bucks game, I predicted that we were going to draw at home Mm -hmm. again. Yeah. Which I thought would be a great result. It would have been. Miami, sure. It would have been a very good result. Yeah. But after with the Bucks game, at. I was, yeah. yeah, we're fucked. Yeah. So we're not the best team to look at when you're considering Miami SC and how good they are. Oh no. But um, now they're on. I think five straight wins with the USOC game included, which was was it Miami Surf or California Surf or something like I that? I do can't remember. Not know. Yeah. Um. You know. So. They beat Puerto Rico, I think, and San Francisco and us twice Right. in, in their last four NESL games. Um, if you look at the money they've spent, and this is one of those things that bothers me about the NESL. Um, a couple years back, long story short, Neil Morris from Raw Sports in mm. North Carolina, a mm-hmm. very good writer mm-hmm. about the NESL, wrote a story about how New York Cosmos were basically killing the league. By spending too much money and forcing every oh, other team to sure. keep up with them, it's obviously not a league with teams that can do that. Uh, and I believe that there's this curse of the Soccer Bowl or curse of mm. the NESL Championship where almost every team that plays in it dies. Mm. And the only two teams that have played in a mm. final since the Cosmos have come back that are still alive in this league are ND11 and the Cosmos. <laughs> And we just had a final. Yeah. So yeah. is that is that part of the wow. decline? Ooh. You know, but, dun dun yeah. Dun. But, yes, but exactly. now <laughs> is horror show. But the big part of that too was that Cosmos almost went completely belly up. Oh yeah. After that oh, final. Yeah. So we we almost became the only okay. team still yeah. existing mm-hmm. that has been in the final in the last four years. Oh, but God. now going back to that story that Neil wrote. It almost looks like the NESL has replaced New York Cosmos with Miami FC. Right, right. Miami FC are now the, the, the team with the bank account, and that doesn't mean that they can't be beat in the odd game, and that one odd game could sure. just happen to be the final. Yeah. But they've obviously got money to where if things start going wrong, they can just buy another they, five players. Of course,
0: correct. It and this,
2: is, this, is, this, to me, is a big worry for this league, considering that this league almost went under. It shows to me that they're not really learning anything because yeah. – they're putting all their their hopes in this marquee team which is now Miami FC and honestly they do look like they're going to run away with everything up until the playoffs because we have playoffs in this league sure
0: so you never but yeah uh, as
2: far as the league up to the playoffs goes i can't see anybody stopping them from winning spring an- and fall
1: but i mean we have to understand that any successful league eventually has to reach a point where there are teams with more money than other teams Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. but, but, but the, what what I mean with, with the, the NESL is it,
2: it's one, it's usually it's one, one or two. Like mm. back when Neil Morris wrote that thing, he basically said that maybe Minnesota, maybe Tampa could yeah, keep up with the Cosmos. I mean, yeah. if you look at the first final, Atlanta Silverbacks lost in the final to the Cosmos. What happened? They went league on, then they died. San Antonio won it the next year, and then San Antonio went. Pff! Yeah. Uh, in that final, they paid. They played Fort Lauderdale. Fort Lauderdale's gone. The next final was Cosmos and Ottawa. Oh yeah. Ottawa's Year gone. Prior to the sure. next final is yeah. New York Cosmos and Indy Eleven. Cosmos almost disappeared. You know, so it's almost like like there's yeah. this super struggle to spend as much money as you can to be that team that wins the NASL championship. And what does it get you? Yeah. Get you nothing. Yeah, it doesn't get you promotion. So it, you know, it doesn't mean you're going. It, it means you're probably going to have to downsize yeah. next year, yeah, unless you're just... the Cosmos and just want to keep spending money that doesn't exist. Hopefully, that's not what yeah. Miami. That's that's. I guess that's what I'm getting at is that's my worry that Miami is doing something similar to what Cosmos did and spending money that doesn't really even exist. Right. Because I mean, yeah. you look at the crowd at the, at the, the get game in later. Miami. Yeah. You know what? Right, I don't know. Right, A right. couple thousand people. Which is
0: exactly they're losing what it was way like more the money than ND Eleven has done like two years before now. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: So. Yeah. But yeah, I I even regarding that, I still see them as unstoppable because they'll just keep doing that and they'll keep spending right. money and they'll take in like it's just been rumored that Francisco Toddy's coming. <laughs> I mean, that's still just a rumor right now. I mean, he yeah uh, he is an old guy, but he's still playing for yeah. Roma. And Nesta's trying to bring Toddy wow. to Miami wow. FC as if they need another player. Wow. And Toddy, of all people, you know, wow. it's just crazy. But he,
1: it doesn't necessarily mean he's going to be good when he gets here. Well, we, well yeah, he's still we've...
2: playing in Syria Oh right now. He is good. I mean, he still is good. And that's kind of scary. Yeah, not, nah, you know, Gerardo Toronto might break his leg the first day he gets here, but, you know. <laughs> Oops. That's right, yeah.
0: <laughs> so Miami, Miami's, yeah, so we're we're thinking... We're still kind of thinking Miami's probably going to win this thing. What's your opinion? That's right. (laughs) Well, we do have to. What's your opinion, Chris?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Do I have an opinion? (laughs) No. Yeah, I. I don't really. I think it's just one of those things that there are always. I think they're a good team. I don't think they're a great team. I think to be a great team, you have to play consistently well for a number of seasons. So one, you know, Mm. season of successful play particularly in this league, doesn't necessarily mean that you've created this unstoppable juggernaut because I just don't believe it's going to happen. I I wouldn't ever wish to achieve parity. I don't like Mm. drafts and Mm -hmm. things like that. Mm -hmm. I believe teams should sink or swim on their merits. as I don't mean like go out of business. I don't ever think that's a good idea, but I think they should, you know, there's going to be times when your team sucks, but they're not going to go out of business and you, you hopefully build your team and then enjoy the success when it eventually hopefully arrives. But parity to me is a ridiculous thing. And I think the MLS suffers with that. Mm. I mean, I watch the MLS consistently. That's one of my big pleasures. I enjoy watching MLS soccer. It's not of the greatest quality, but it's good to watch. I could, slam james and say it's a lot like scottish soccer which it is (laughs) but the fact is is that it's it's great to watch but the trouble is that you know one year the teams do it and the next year they're at the bottom then they're at the top then they're at the bottom and so and that's because of parity because they have a system where you get draft picks and whatever they call it players that they can keep or franchise players are having you get it and it makes no sense to me (laughs) so i don't I'm not envious of Miami. I think they've done what they've had to do, which is spend money. And, and if it works, it works. But you can spend a lot of money and it just be a complete disaster. Yes. Well, so I, think, I don't like, think James money's is saying, the answer. Like, yeah, that, that in and, the and end they're nice. lead
2: to disaster. I mean, you don't hear people saying, fuck the Miamis. Well, not yet. They're nice. Not they're yet. nice guy. will <laughs> oh, get there. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, it's not, it's not <laughs> like the Cosmos, so... But,
1: but I... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's one of our huge strengths is we have an angry crowd. Mm-hmm. That's what makes us We other do teams and and fearless. and
0: what was that um you had there was like an interesting chant situation or something that came up <sighs>
2: Saturday night. So now he Chris? has to tell the whole <laughs> st- police the story. Whole so, <laughs>
1: ugly story <laughs> tell, of start, my
2: start from the beginning, and we'll, we'll make this the last story. Well, okay, yeah. this, this is the last story. that was this. there
1: was. It's a bedtime story. It's a bedtime story, it, it okay. a bedtime story so and really I'll try and set keep the it scene set the and scene may, dramatic. it dramatic. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, we have our what, <laughs> no, we're not allowed to do that. Uh, I thought call, it was a bedtime story. Whatever we call our chant Didn't leaders, mean, scary story. and 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 I have mixed feelings about chant leaders or whatever they're called in America. But anyway, ap- capons, capons, okay. <laughs> That's the correct word. I think that's... Oh, it's capers. capers. No, capers. Or capons. I don't know. A capons are raincoat. But anyway. Um, so it's capos in capital capos, letters. Capos. Whatever it is. So oh, apparently, man. and there's some dispute oh. as to whether it was seen by somebody watching on television, which is what James believes.
2: I, that's what whether, I was told. I don't know. Or
1: whether it was seen on closed circuit mm-hmm. television, which worried my wife, because that means that we'll be they always watching. Uh, she always fears that somebody's watching me. Uh, or whatever it brother. was. That's right. Whatever it was, um, the security people apparently, or somebody had noticed that our chant leaders capos. had been, capos had been standing on the top <laughs> rung. Clearly the security guard didn't feel he was getting the respect he deserved and then brought on the campus police, I assume they were the campus police, to... Lay down the law, threaten them with being arrested. Now, I'd like to point out that there are many people shot and killed in this great city of ours (laughs) on a regular basis, but apparently it's more important that our police keep people's feet off the top rug lest they should fall off. But they're fully grown adults, I know that. So whatever they do, if they fall off, so be it, their fault. However, so the police come in and they threaten them with, as I understand it, arrests, so our capos decide quite rightly, to step out of the box into the crowd. Well, those of us in the crowd got angry, rightly so. On their their behalf. On On their behalf, behalf. because we felt like it was unjust, it was ridiculous, and chants started. Now, where the amusing part (laughs) of it was that there was some misunderstanding on our (laughs) chants... Some of the crowd This, this chanting, happens without a capo Without a capo It does happen, it, uh, it does happen. And there's happens. different languages so, you know. And different dialects <laughs> And different ways of saying things And so some of the crowd Were apparently chanting Paul Blart Who is the mole cop The name of the mole cop <laughs> <laughs> However some of us this is, like, uh, this
0: is as the police officers Oh are yes as they Standing were now Standing there Right in front of us yeah, Trying
1: right. to enforce The right. rule of law Or the rule of law Within the stadium There we are And some of the crowd Crowd are chanting Paul Blart, and then some of the crowd—I won't say I wasn't one of them—thought they were chanting pulled Pork, which I thought was somewhat kind of clever. I thought, well, we're not being totally insulting; we're sort of slightly insulting in a kind of clever college-like way. However, <laughs> yeah. it wasn't until we realized what funny. has happened that the. Uh, so it became. So you started chanting pulled pork. Say, pulled pork. pulled pork. So it became known amongst some of us as the pulled pork incident. And so now, <laughs> however, awesome. I decided, much oh, to God. my wife's annoyance, that I was going to suggest that as a crowd, we actually walked out of the stands. And so I kind of moved to the front with my wife screaming, no, no, if they arrest you, they'll deport you. For, for, our, for, our, uh,
0: for our listeners, I, I have set up a GoFundMe for Sue Swale's um, medical treatment after this episode. She I, had a bit of I a would deport nervous you. Uh, reaction.
1: So, uh, of which she threatens that I'll have to live with my mother-in-law and all sorts of terrible things. But I felt, no, we have to defend our house. And as a fan, you defend your house and the Brickyard battalion. In is our house. Uh, however, I got absolutely nowhere. I spoke to several people trying to persuade them to w- stage a walkout and that we would go and chant en masse right next to the suites. Always a good place to chant and annoy people. However, it all, you know, met with, well, I don't know about that, you know, much to my wife's. <laughs>
0: For <laughs> pleasure, pleasure. Yeah, yeah. pleasure at your, yeah, at your safety. Because I at then that returned yeah. back to. Well, you see there, that's that's what you get for all of that passion, that die hard, top yes. down, give them top hell, top
1: down, give them hell. You know, all alone, all you know, alone. Do Crazy. not respect little, the team Chris. or officers of the law or anything really. I'll
2: tell you, Chris is a handful, man.
0: <laughs> I told not that's why in the intro. <laughs> <laughs> that's
2: why do you think my nickname was about in that intro?
0: Oh, good we old We should Chris. probably
2: uh, we should probably talk about the. Like, go ahead and ask us about the next game. Everybody's opinion of the next. Oh, game. Oh,
0: the next game. I forgot which going to be a next we're game. Playing, <laughs> we're playing. <laughs> we're playing, playing one of only two
2: teams that we're are playing
0: Edmonton in so, a worse um, position in the table God, than we are. I guess. So, yeah, I don't know if the problem with this is <clears> we we were here weeks ago yeah. and we were like, I think we're going to get our first home Grand. win. All three of I'm us. I'm like that every week. <laughs> all three of us were like, we're going to win 2-0. This is it, is guys. It. This is it. Edmonton at home. We've got it. Now, we don't have Edmonton at home this time, of course. But
2: they're actually worse at their home than they are
1: away Oh, from are they really the yes. Disney- statistically? Oh, no. <laughs> I'm going to predict one nothing, And I think we might win it. It will be a single sloppy goal. Ooh. That We did that
2: before. Yeah. We've done that, that before. It was 2014, and Cleverston. Yeah. scored I'm not that saying one.
1: it will be our player that scores it.
2: It was a terrible uh, game.
1: Yeah. But I can see it being a well, So you're a going for dire... another own goal? No. Well, I mean, well, I mean anything you know, worse, as long favor. as it's in our, in our favor. I think it's probably going to be a somewhat dire defensive battle and it will be a single well, you know what? breakaway Here, I'm, goal i'm
0: i'm seeing i'm so on this page with you right now Ooh. i'm, I'm Ooh. so on this page chris because i think we've got this new sports psychologist rob bell and we're going to turn around that mental fragility thing that we were talked about earlier and we're going to have this 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 ethos Develop where we go and play teams and somehow unnerve them to the point that they score an own goal in our favor, and that that will become a recurrent theme, you see? And if that becomes a recurrent theme, then I think we're going to have uh, just climbing the charts. We're just going to see the own goal statistic climb the charts. You'll go onto the Indy 11 website, and it'll be right there. You've got Justin Braun, and he's, like, going to the top, but own goal is right behind Justin Braun <laughs> climbing the yeah. rankings, you um, know, five, the- six, seven, and by the end of the season, our top scorer because because of Rob Bell's sports psychology, masterfulness, you see. Yeah. We're going we're to develop this. And I this. think with so-
1: Miami's money – that at the end of the year, they'll end up wanting to buy from us, the Portuguese player, Onigoli. Onigoli. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll make money. We'll make, make us even beat our top scorer.
0: <laughs> there you go. goal.
2: Now we'll get free hotels. Onigoli. Or
0: what is it? Onigoli? God, you're awful. So, <laughs> so yeah. Um, uh, well, now I'm kind of married to it. I guess I have to. I, I'm going to go with 1-0. Indy 11 shocks us all. And this podcast becomes complete hubris and we look stupid next week. yeah And and it's like we we just they won. Now everything's grand. That's what's gonna happen. Except for me,
2: because that's One, not gonna zero. be my prediction. Uh-oh. <laughs> Uh-oh. <laughs> no, I'm actually going for two 0
0: In our favor.
2: Uh, obviously they're having a hard time, they're desperate to win at home. Always makes it difficult. Uh, we're in a mess we need that one win that could just turn everybody's frown upside down and make the players feel better and the coach feel better (laughs) you know that Edmonton just lost one nil at home to San Francisco nothing wrong with San Francisco they've done quite well this season so far Um, I just think that I think that Hankinson has to try some different things I think that he'll Try to get as close to his preferred starting lineup as he can this week. Yeah. Uh, I did talk to Eamon before the last game. It turns out it wasn't a back injury that he had his cracked rib. Oh, So that's why he was out. Yeah, I don't know why they said back injury on Soccer Saturday, but it was a cracked rib. Maybe maybe the rib is around the back. I don't know. But um, I have a funny feeling that he may be back, whether he'll start or not. Um, Van Spies is back. Uh, I, I talked to Eamon about Don Smart, and the deal was that we brought him... We rushed him back too early. Mm. So his, his yeah. leg started to flare up. Yeah. So he didn't suit up. You know, the last game, it was kind of bad again, even though we played shit. You know, we still had more problems. You know, mm. Craig Henderson's still on the mm. bench. Ubi was on, not yeah. suited up. Yeah. Eamon was not suited up. You know, Don Smart was not suited up. It goes on and on and on. It's, it's horrible. Um, but I think... I think that Hankinson will change. He has to try something random because players' heads are obviously down. I suggested earlier, nobody picked me up on this, but I suggested without any offense to call and follow at all, let's take the captain's armband and move it up the field a little bit, and, and I suggest giving it mm. to Toronto. I don't know if this will mm. happen or not, but I think it will move the the responsibility for the team closer to the attack because obviously mm. right now, okay, I'm not saying we're the greatest at defending right now either, but, you know, if we go back to having Franco, Palmer, um, Falvi, Vukovic right. at the back four against a team that can't score.
0: Right. We it's don't need to worry to about that part so seed, much right. in this
2: game. Right. But we are having big problems Scoring. creating stuff in the midfield mm-hmm. and getting stuff to the forwards. Gerardo Torado has been a captain all his life at Cruz Azul and, in, and the Mexican national team. Uh, I'm pretty sure that his command of English is good enough. hmm Um, to be able to tell Mm -hmm. people what to do maybe just giving him the captain's armband will will provide that spark in him and the rest of the team to just say you know go for it come on let's get this done Mm -hmm. and uh, i think maybe it won't be that but i think hankinson will try something random Mm -hmm. this week just just to spark the team and i think if we get that it could well be one nil but I think if we get that one goal, it's gonna, I mean be, it like, it's gonna be like flow. It's just gonna be like and they're just gonna we're gonna pick up another mm-hmm. and and we we'll, we're gonna win. But I think we're gonna win.
0: Good. Up, up there we are. End, I it. I don't know why. Yes. It's it, I don't know. Started down, I know ended
1: up. That's right.
0: That's what it's we do. It's a
1: Hallmark moment.
0: <laughs> and you gave a nice uh Fist pump for uh, Gerard What are you doing? <laughs> you, you're going to have so much fun in post. We got an James effects As James edits panel. this. Yeah, his, his little effects panel back cool. there. Cool, blimey. It's so nice. <laughs> this has been the Bloody Horrors soccer show with that hint of hope and redemption. Yeah. Right. Yes. yes.